Hi, Cole here, creator and narrator of The Town Whispers. It's been a long summer, but the leaves once again fall, and with autumn comes longer nights that beg for darker tales. And to fill those long, cold evenings, I've launched a brand new podcast called Tiny Terrors. Tiny Terrors is a nostalgic horror anthology series that is as fun as it is dark. Join three friends as they delve into a forgotten corner of storytelling history and bring to light the darker depths yet still hidden in those often untraveled corners. Subscribe, listen, and review Tiny Terrors wherever you listen to podcasts. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Want truly hydrated skin? Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER. Hey there, townies. It's Cole. 
narrator and creator of The Town Whispers. Before today's episode, I wanted to take a moment and tell you about a close podcast friend of ours, the Milkman of St. Gaff's. If you love weird fiction, welcome to Night Vale or Twin Peaks and Lynchian Discomfort, then you'll love this show. Ernest and naive Howie arrives on the island of St. Gaff's to escape the war on the mainland, and perhaps something else as well. But as he settles into the quaint fantastical fishing community and finds a job in the small town, he soon realizes that St. Gaff's has a foreboding secret. Why is the island's only telephone in the church tower? Why is digging forbidden? Being a milkman on St. Gaff's is more than just a job. It's a vocation, one that goes beyond the delivery of dairy. They're investigating the things that lurk underground. The things that have haunted Howie since he was a child living on the mainland. Howie may have escaped becoming a soldier, but he can't escape his past. The Milkman of St. Gaff's is a bi-weekly horror fiction podcast. Join Howie the Milkman as he struts towards the finale of season one. With 20 episodes available to binge right this minute, The Milkman of St. Gaff's returns this Friday, September 10th with a new episode. Available wherever you consume podcasts. The Town Whispers is a narrative horror podcast that will tell the many stories in mind the rain and the fog and the trees of a town called The Fort. There are people in life who come and go brief and bright. There are others who stay through thick and thin. And then there are some that simply just disappear. Listener discretion is advised. I got the ghost of you inside of my head. What I'm supposed to do is already dead. He's beginning of the right and holy Reverend Albert's dark days began with a terrible hangover. He woke up blurry-eyed and a knee-buckling ache between his ears and incredibly thirsty. He stood for a moment before the blood rushed from his head making him teeter to the side before catching his balance. He placed a hand on the wall as the stars flicker and faded from his vision. There are some folks who just know when enough is enough. And the Reverend had such an instinct, but as he had done for the entirety of his adult life, he practiced indifference towards the nagging thought running on repeat in his mind that enough was indeed enough. Water. God, he needed water badly. His tongue was sticking to the inside edges of his teeth and the top of his mouth. He could smell his foul breath even as he breathed deeply through his nose with his mouth shut due to the waves of nausea that battered his insides. It was the sour odor of the previous night's vomit. Oh, simply acknowledging it in the moment tore open the floodgates and... Oh, God, he needed water. Heaven Hill and the Reverend's castle that sat in its center... The musty crown jewel that it was often carried a heavy silence on days which were not Sunday. It sat on him like a blanket mostly, cozy and comforting. His thoughts had air and space aplenty to breathe and to be thawed and percolate in the mornings or afternoons and if the nights weren't consumed by drinking mostly, then the nights as well. 
but on that morning it felt musty. It felt used up, worn out, left in the rain and shoved in a tight space to fester. The silence felt sick and sullen, and be it the odd quietness or the hangover, the reverend felt melancholic. As the morning aged and the day went about its business with no regard for Reverend Albert's state of poor health, he puttered about, mostly hoping to keep busy long enough to justify a nap or perhaps he'd peep James either coming or going out of the congregation hall. But still, there was nothing but the gelatinous air and the must of the pews. The middle-aged man moved outside hoping to relieve the feelings of tension that had built up in his church but found there wasn't much to look at. The grounds were much the same they had been the day before when he'd last walked about Heaven Hill. The stone walls, where spindly roses grew unattended, still needed repairs. The stack of wood for the furnace outpack still hadn't been stacked. To make matters worse, it had gotten wet. And wet wood meant smoke, and smoke meant no matter how hard he'd try, he would not be able to keep his parishioners from smelling like campfire. Bending over and attending to the monstrous pile himself, he muttered under his breath a whole string of obscenities and creative turns of phrase that would be unthinkable to hear from the mouth of a man of his station. But it was one of Reverend Albert's tiny pleasures. Swearing. It felt good and it felt right. And besides, it had always been more of a do-as-I-say-not-as-I-do type of arrangement. When lunch had come and gone and the beans Albert had soaked the day before and cooked that afternoon went untouched. He began to worry. Had something happened? Why hadn't James come home for lunch? But James was becoming a young man after all, and he simply thought he'd be out chasing girls or chucking mud at Tom or some of the other boys he was friends with. Hopefully, he wasn't out lighting fires or breaking windows. Reverend Albert chuckled to himself for a moment. What was he thinking? James would never do something so destructive or malicious. The boy spent more time reading than he did living, and reading was a wonderful adventurous pursuit, but not for a boy of his age who should be out in the world. Well, thinking about it in that light set the reverend's heart at ease for a while, but when darkness came and still no James, once more the worry returned, but still he sat for a while, tapping his toe anxiously wondering when James would return and practicing in his mind all the ways he would scold him for worrying him. Finally, the anxious pitter-patter of his heart and the twitching in his legs was too much for the reverend. So, putting on a coat, he went door to door, excusing himself first for interrupting their evening so late. The fort was, after all, filled with early-rising working-class folks who were dog-tired by dinner and then rhythmically home after home, he asked... I'm probably just worrying needlessly, but I don't suppose you know where James is. You know, James, my boy, I mean the orphan that resides at the church. He'd slipped up more than once, referring to James in the affectionate way a father would refer to his son, but slip up or not, one house after another each replied the same. Oh, no, Reverend, I'm... I'm sorry I haven't, but I'll let you know if I do. As his feet began to ache, Reverend Albert returned to Heaven Hill, half running at one point when he realized James very well could be lying in one of the pews already with his well-worn socks, the ones where the toe poked out at the end, and he'd be reading the latest copy of the filthy pulp magazine he'd loved so much, The Argent. 
As he jogged around the corner, the stone steps at the base of the hill visible around the bushes and trees that lined the dirt road. From the periphery, Reverend Albert spotted Alfie, head down, walking stick in hand more like a cudgel than a walking aid. Oh no, bugger, I've done it, or uh, didn't do it, uh, how suppose it matters on your perspective, prospective, pre Speg, ah, gosh darn, I don't care. Get bigger thoughts to think. Oh, how am I gonna break the news? Alfie, mind your stuff there. Alfie looked up, startled, the wrinkles on his face fading as his eyes shone up at the taller man. He looked like a boycott doing something he most certainly was not supposed to be doing. Oh, gee, Reverend, uh, good day to you. We thank you for the impromptu hug. Bit peculiar, but uh, appreciated nonetheless. Alfie tried to brush the reverend off, having seen what he'd seen at the well and knowing what he knew about James. No, not today. Not now. Of course, the reverend deserved to know what had transpired. But his mind was elsewhere, worrying about Mildred and Peggy not so much the boy who'd caused the pain and the idle caretaker as he saw it who'd enabled James's behavior, assuming a mean streak ran in the boy below the red hair freckles and impish smile. I'm probably just worrying needlessly, but I don't suppose you know where James is. Using the same line he'd been using all evening to the point where it came without thought, Reverend Albert stared at Alfie with hopeful eyes. Uh, no. I mean, I, I don't know a thing. I'm old and senile. It's past my damn bedtime. And, um, uh, oh, there it is. My lucky rock. Ah, uh, yes. Now I can finally rest easy knowing my, um, uh, lucky rock is safe with me once more. Well, thank you, Reverend. Uh, I'll be on my way now, though. And with that, Alfie scuttled away, his stance once more returning to that of an old man with bowed legs. He resembled a crab, the Reverend thought, but he knew as most did that Alfie's erratic behavior was all for show. An old man, much younger than he let on, acting as he thought an old man would act. Having finally returned to the church, Reverend Albert sat alone and in the dark, staring into the dark, eyes blurred by worry and weariness. It was like losing his little brother Bart all over again, except for the fact that James seemed as though he had simply had enough and left, whereas his little brother Bart had been taken by his father's heavy-handed discipline and anger. Throughout the night and those nights moving forward, the Reverend couldn't sleep. Instead, he spent those wakeless hours walking about the fort, near the woods and the bog, checking the ditches, watching the river as he walked at the edge of the silty muck that had claimed innumerable boots at the water's edge. When asked, he merely answered any inquiry that he was taking in the majesty of God's creation, much in the way Alfie obfuscated his own intention through that act of being an old man, so too did the reverend. He replied each time, few as those occasions were, with a smile. But by Sunday service, the pretense of civility was gone, 
and the voice with which the reverend spoke was much darker than he had allowed himself to be, and while he spent much of the sermon asking parishioners to pray for James despite not believing in the novel power of such things, the other parts of his service were filled with words of rage, which, when spoken by a man with both authority and assumed close proximity to the Almighty, can be a dangerous thing. Hebrews 13:17 Obey your leaders and submit to them for they keep watch over your souls as those who will give an account let them do this with joy and not with grief for this would be unprofitable for you yes yes a favorite verse of my predecessor a favorite verse indeed and most here, I think, would agree that, indeed, you should obey me in your search for salvation and in pursuit of your closeness with God as we all aim to please the Almighty and gain entrance to his most holy and high of kingdoms. <sighs> but I fear now that which we speak to in the dark when we are most afraid, when we fear the future in those moments where truth and nightmare seem eerily close and similar in likeness, that it was never God that we spoke to. And I, perhaps through my humility or foolishness, do not know. If I am the man who would lead you and one which you should obey. After all, what am I but a wayward and forgotten son of a town that seems forgotten by God and sinking into the muddy pits which empty into hell itself? Pray tell what rules over this town? What rules our hearts? How could I, a man who could not protect a simple orphan from whatever whim or fancy of devilish impulse that struck his heart and mind, how could I lead you to the light? No, I see no salvation in the light. God does not rule this place. I will no longer turn my eyes to the heavens and pray. I will no longer excuse his inaction. I will look instead to those immutable truths that I know. In this town, the fort, there are many kind hearts and many foolish. And what rules over all are the long shadows cast by hulking pine and cedar and oak, walnut and chestnut. We are wrapped and embraced by the darkness of thick woods and it's those woods which would take us which mayhaps have taken from me my orphan charge, James. They shroud us in misery and bring delight. There is majesty in the erratic fissures torn by tree root. I see no holiness in the ordered nature of our pews, nor do I see it in the careful manipulation of this church. In fact, I denounce it. I denounce that which those who came before me stood for, because I know better. I know that the rot comes not from out there, but from in here. 
in us. I will not lead those to the light. There is no light that shines on the fort. I will lead those to the truth. I will endeavor in my theological pursuits to find the answer to the unordered and perpetual chaos of our world. I will find that which has the answers you seek, but I can no longer do so under the purview of this here cross. No one stood or clapped. Most sat in silence, introspection playing across their faces. There was fear in their hearts, as only the awkward silence and creaking of uneasy townsfolk shifting in their seats sifted through the air. The Reverend Albert took the cross in his hands and laid it on the floor. There was nothing in him who wished malice upon a symbol he knew meant so much to so many. But being that the church, in a weird turn of fate generations before, did in fact belong to him, and in his name, he simply wanted the symbol of something he so vehemently resented in that moment to no longer adorn its walls. As he walked away from the pulpit, leaving his congregation in purgatory between Sunday service and the rest of their days, he felt as though a weight had been lifted from his shoulders. A weight he'd been carrying for so long that he hadn't been able to perceive the way it pressed down on every breath he took. That night he lay in his bed, with its rough sheets, contemplating the words he had spoken and it wasn't until later that evening when a timid knock at the door came that he would begin to comprehend what it is he had started. Opening the door, the reverend found three young men standing on the doorstep. They were seeking spiritual counsel, counsel that Reverend Albert felt ill-prepared to give, because he wasn't sure if he knew what he had said that afternoon, what it had meant or what it had lent to. He believed nothing, but as he sat filling the role he had increasingly fulfilled less and less over the years as he became more and more unwelcoming to the townsfolk, there was a stirring within him. It came from the place where his words, which had always been darker in nature to that of the pastor who had come before and trained him, they were darker than the words of control and virtue and the hypocritical piety of Mother Cyprian. They were burnt words, charred and brim and firestone, where the cracked and charred fleshy words spilled out in heaps. And then the next day, more inspired townsfolk shuffled into the church on Heaven Hill seeking spiritual guidance and as if improvised, Reverend Albert begun to spin and sputter out the words of his new gospel, the words of his gospel. Those words which had been waiting for so long, Reverend Albert knew were a nice little present, all wrapped up, neat and tidy and tucked away inside him since he'd taken that last boy to the man in the cave. Today's episode was written and performed by Cole Weavers. Sound production and editing by Matt Black. Our theme song is by the ever-wonderful Charlie P.S. 
The fort is built on secrets and shadows, on unspoken truths and the designs of the long shadows, whoever they may be. But it's also built on the support of its townsfolk. Would you like to support our tiny little monstrosity of a town by mending the roof of the church? Or keeping the doors of the sanatorium for the lost and unwanted open? Or perhaps you'd rather help build the mausoleum for the ones who will never die? In thanks for your support, and for only a few dollars a month, you'll receive episodes of The Town Whispers released early and forever ad-free, as well as exclusive short stories and one-shots to expand your knowledge of what lays dormant and watching under the earth. Would you like to see, with your own frail eyes that can only see what can be imagined by the goodness of a heart drenched in humanity by receiving digital rewards of the visual variety? All this and more will be revealed on our Patreon. Please consider joining us at www.patreon.com slash the town whispers. If you would like to support us in other ways, please consider following us on Facebook and Instagram and on Twitter at the town whispers or by leaving a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information on the show, please head on over to www.thetownwhispers.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.